It's 1895. And after the suicide of her mother, 16-year-old Gemma Doyle is shipped off from the life she knows in India to Spence, a proper boarding school in England. Lonely, guilt-ridden, and prone to visions of the future that have an uncomfortable habit of coming true, Gemma's reception there is a chilling one. To make matters far worse, she's been followed by a mysterious young Indian man, a man sent to watch her. But why? What is her destiny? And what will her entanglement with Spence's most powerful girls and their foray into the spiritual world lead to? I'm quite honest, I did not enjoy the series. It definitely has its moments, but ultimately, I tossed in the towel midway through book three. And it's a trilogy, so I got pretty far in. For me, it really was the characters that brought down the series. I get that they're supposed to be teenage girls. Privileged teenage girls. But quite honestly, they aggravated me. None of them seemed to ever learn from their mistakes. They kept repeating certain character arcs book to book. And in real life, this often happens with people. Humans do have the tendency to repeat bad habits and toxic patterns. However, in the case of the three main characters, Gemma Doyle, Felicity Wellington, and Anne Bradshaw, I did not care enough about their characters to want to read about it. Their friendship is not... I would not really consider them to even have a friendship. Anne and Felicity repeatedly abuse Gemma's goodwill, and frustratingly to me as a reader, she just takes it. My one hope for Gemma Doyle as she moves on into the future is that she gets better friends. Because honestly. And this segues into my discussion on not finishing a book or a series. Personally, I think it's a-okay to DNF a book. If you do not know what the term DNF means, it means do not finish. But you really shouldn't force yourself to finish a book that you're really not liking. There are thousands upon thousands of other books that have been published and are out there in the world, either through traditional means of publishing or through self-publishing. And ultimately, one or two or even ten will gel more with you than that book that you're forcing yourself to read. You do not like a book you're reading. It is a-okay to just set it down, put it aside, and forget it ever existed. There are definitely some things that I did appreciate about this series especially in terms of metaphorical parallels. As from the summary, part of the book takes place in the real world, or at least the real world as it was in 1895, and then the other portion of the book takes place in something called the realms. One of the biggest themes within the Gemma Doyle trilogy is that of the freedom of women, and as you would know or could guess in Victorian times, uh, women did not really enjoy the rights and the freedom that they do have in this modern day. One of the things that the main three girls really struggles with is, you know, retaining that sense of freedom and power that they internally want, but their society does not allow them to have. Throughout the series, they cling to magic and to the realms as, you know, that is their only way to be autonomous. Um, it's their only outlet to you know, be who they really are. It's the only way that they feel powerful and in control of their lives. However, it is these same elements of control that bring harm to themselves and also to others that are affected by their decisions. Ultimately, if you are a fan of historical dramas, 
with a little bit of supernatural and or paranormal influence in the plot, then the Gemma Doyle trilogy might be something that you want to check out. The three books in the Gemma Doyle trilogy are A Great and Terrible Beauty, Rebel Angels, and The Sweet Far Thing, all written by Libba Bray.